Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word we're going to reflect on toward the end of the message comes from the gospel reading. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go and prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. That's our word for this morning. You can be seated. So the last two times I delivered this message, I shared uh, with the congregation that Mother's Day is a day that's filled with some mixed feelings and emotions for me personally. Um, In the word for Wednesday earlier this week, I shared mom has been gone for about six years. At the same time, she was supposed to be gone back in 1987, so we got to have her for 24 extra years, and now we know she's right with Jesus. My wife and I have struggled with infertility for nine plus years, and now we get to welcome into our home a a foster daughter that we hope in someday uh, to be able to take in permanently. So a lot of mixed emotions, Mother's Day, and maybe you have mixed emotions on days like this as well. So what I'd like to do uh, in honor of Mother's Day is talk about a theme that I think we can all relate to. On the screen is the word home. When you see that word, what, what comes to mind? What, what word or phrase jumps out at you? Now, maybe for you, home isn't a, a great place right now. But dream with me, if you would. Big picture. Ideally, what would home be to you, or what is home? And I'd like for you to participate uh, as a group. So if you would, just amongst yourselves, just lean to your neighbor and say what a word or a phrase of what home means to you, if you do that right now for me. So what does home mean? On the screen, you're going to see a a whole bunch of words. Now, I don't expect you to be able to read all of them because of the type of print. This is something that they call a wordle. I asked this question of several people, and the larger the word, the more often that phrase uh, was spoken. So many people, when they think of home, they think of comfort or, or peace or rest or safety, love, acceptance. Some said heaven. One jokester said Wisconsin. I don't get it. Okay. Anyway, anybody say chocolate chip cookies? Hi, Pastor. Uh, you know, we, uh, we love the idea of home. We, we all want to, to have a safe place where we can call, uh, just a place where we can rest our heads and, and be safe and secure. God wants us to understand home also, but we recognize as Christians that this earthly place that we dwell in right now, it's not our home. Heaven's our home. And there's a number of cute phrases that we have in this side of paradise, like there's no place like home, the challenge is, is we can't just click our heels and get to our heavenly home. Actually, there's nothing that we can do to get heavenward by our own merits. And so that's why we are thankful for and we are grateful for the work of Jesus Christ on a cross. It was done on a cross that was not as pretty as that picture depicts. It was an instrument of torture right? where his mom, Mary, got to see him crucified. A criminal's death, loss. The world wanted to destroy him. The devil wanted to destroy him. But you see, three days later, he rises 
again, we are celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, but we get to celebrate Mother's Day with the sure and certain hope of the resurrection and the work that Christ did on the cross. It's Mother's Day, but we celebrate that first Easter Sunday every time we get together, and that resurrection hope means that we are going home. Amen? Okay, you're still awake, but you're Lutheran. So you're not used to the pastor asking you to say amen. Anyway, there is a story that is written in a, by a Christian author by the name of Philip Yancey. It's a little dated book called um, What's So Amazing About Grace. But in that story, he links on to the prodigal son story, and he kind of modernizes it and, and speaks of a young woman, a Michigander, who makes a decision. And this young gal is disgusted with her old-fashioned parents. Come on, mom and dad, get with the times, is kind of the attitude that she says. She would love to be able to get her ears pierced and have tattoos. She wants to be able to wear clothes that she wants to wear without judgment or repercussion. And so in frustration, she decides to just take her things and run away, finding herself down in Detroit, where she's lured and enticed by a man that treats her very well, almost like a queen. And this guy has all kinds of resources to boot. He's got flashy cars, great place to live, treats her well. And then over time, she learns to call him boss. And it's amazing to this young gal, though, that once she gets sick and she's not able to perform the tasks that this guy wants her to do, within a matter of days, she finds herself out on the street, not a penny to her name, no place to call home. She has to warm herself by the sewer grates just to get some warmth. And one night while she was sleeping by those metal grates of the city, she begins to feel less like a woman of the world and more like a lost little girl. And so she makes a decision to swallow her pride and pick up the phone and call home. Three times. Three times she's met with an answering machine. And then the third time she finally says... Um, Mom, uh, Dad, it's me. I, I was wondering maybe uh, about coming home. Uh, so I'm catching a bus. And I'm going to be up your way. I believe I'll be there by midnight tomorrow. If, if you're not there, I'll understand. Now can you imagine that longing to be accepted, that longing to be home and not knowing if it's a safe place for you, if you're even welcome? Seven hours she has the opportunity to think about this as she's riding on that bus ride from Detroit to Traverse City. Not knowing what's going to happen with her future. Once she arrives at the terminal, her life is going to be decided forever. So she goes through her mind a whole host of possible scenarios. And when she gets off the bus and she steps into the terminal, all of those vanish. Because right before her, she sees 40 people that she knows and cares about. Brothers and sisters, great aunt, there's Joey, there's your great grandma to boot. And then out of that crowd, there's behind them a, a sign that says, Welcome home. And then steps forth, Dad and Mom. And she begins to speak, and Dad says this first. He speaks first. He says, Hush, child, we don't have time for those things. No time for apologies. We're going to be late. There's a 
a great big party that we're throwing for you waiting at home. Welcome home. And she gets a great big hug from mom. We all want a place where we can be welcomed. We want a place of love and and laughter and security and serenity and warmth and welcome. We want a place where we can have good food and deep sleep. A place where nightmares won't wake us up. We just want to be home. And the reality is, though, is some of us are far from home, and it's not because our house is physically located on the other side of the state. We're far from home because the way we live our life causes us to be far from the Father. It's the way we operate. If we could, we would sell our baptismal grace to chase after the things of the world. The devil holds up many temptations for us, and we clamor after them. We think that's our hope. That's our security. That's the thing that's going to make us happy. And the devil is very happy to choke us the life out of our souls while we chase after those lies. Maybe he's whispered in your ear things like this. You'll never amount to much. Or, God's done with you. You turn your back on him, he's done with you. Don't buy the lies. We gather here in this sanctuary every Sunday to celebrate the hope that we have, and that's the good news of that first Easter morning. So right now, it's a little after 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. We're celebrating Mother's Day, but really, it's a little after 10 o'clock Sunday morning, and we get to celebrate that first Easter, the hope that we have. And that hope that we have means what? It means we're going home. But maybe you're still struggling. And when you are struggling, I'm going to encourage you to always look to Jesus because he understands things in a way that we don't. You see, he was the one that God used to speak the world into existence, the word made flesh. And when he comes here, this is the welcome that he receives. And he's telling one follower this in Luke. He says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And even more pressing in Scripture is the understanding that Jesus was at one point far from his Father because as he was strung up on a cross and the weight of the world, the the sin, the disgust, the marring there, even God turned away for a little while. And Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that day, that first Easter weekend, everything looked hopeless. And yet, that was the promise that was spoken. God spoke about that many, many years before through the prophet Isaiah when he talks about a servant that was going to be pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him is a chastisement that brings us peace, and by his wounds we're healed. God stayed true to that promise. Jesus lived out that promise. And we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, get to cling to that promise and our hearts get to believe in it. That first Easter morning when everything looked lost, there were people that gathered at the tomb. Woman, an angel spoke to her and said, don't be afraid. I know that you seek Jesus, the one who's crucified. He's not here. He's risen. And he says, come and see the place where he lay. That's the hope that we have. 
Now, there's something unique that happens on Mother's Day amongst many Christian congregations. Attendance goes up. Oftentimes, it's because many that have been away from the church for a while will find themselves coming through the doors again. Or maybe you've been coming here week after week, day after day, or Sunday after Sunday, and yet you too are longing for a place where you can call home. Have you been looking for a place that's going to accept you for who you are? I recognize weekends like this may be a little tough. Maybe there's things in your life that you're not proud of. Maybe there's some mistakes that you've made. Maybe you felt out of sorts since your spouse died. Or worse, you've had to bury a child. Maybe there's a doctor that pointed out a suspicious lump in your breast or a spot on your lung. Or maybe you want to go home, but when you go home, you're just reminded that the walls are coming down around you because you were hit with a divorce decree or you're facing a debilitating debt or disease. Can I pause for just a moment and speak a word of truth to you today? Actually, it's not my words. It's straight from Jesus. He says, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself that you may be where I am also. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is no dorm room or army barracks. This is no house in Kingsbrook or King Road. It's no hotel or motel. It's infinitely better. And will you finish this phrase with me? I'm sure you understand it. Uh, Home is where the heart. Yeah, we say that. Home is where the heart is. But the reality is, is home is where the Lord is. He says that pretty clearly in Revelation. He says, behold, the dwelling place of God's with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Do you realize that right now, There is a robe and sandals prepared. There's a ring ready for you. The price has been paid. The party is already prepared. The sacrifice complete. And God the Father, our Almighty Father, is waiting with open arms to welcome you heavenward. And maybe he's rehearsing his lines. Maybe it goes something like this. The son or daughter of mine was dead, but now they are alive. They were lost, but now they are home. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we rejoice in that with a foundation of the Easter hope, that first Easter message. We get to rejoice every day. Christ is risen. He is risen from the Hallelujah. And that means we're going home. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus.